thing. But they couldn't have pork, so it, it was made out of beef. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. And a cruise of honey. If y'all ever had ice cream, a honey on your ice cream, you need to try that if you ain't. Boy, that's good. Hallelujah. And go to him. He shall tell thee what shall become of the child. And Jeroboam's wife did so and arose and went to Shiloh and came to the house of, of Ahijah. But Ahijah could not see for his eyes were set by reason of his age. And the Lord said unto Ahijah, Behold, the wife of Jeroboam cometh to ask a thing of thee for her son, for he is sick. Thus and thus shalt thou say unto her, For it shall be when she cometh in that she shall feign herself to be another woman. She's going to pretend to be somebody else. If there's a pretender here tonight, it's a bad place to be. Because you know what the Holy Ghost does? The Holy Ghost puts pressure on pretenders. And it was so when Ahijah heard the sound of her feet as she came in at the door that he said, Come in, thou wife of Jeroboam. Why feignest thou thyself to be another? For I am sent to thee with heavy tidings. Oh, no. Go tell Jeroboam, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, for as much as I exalted thee from among the people and made thee prince over my people Israel. Look, skip on down to verse 12. He just gives, gives her a bunch of judgments that, and tells why in verse 12. It says, Arise thou therefore, get thee to thine own house, and when thy feet enter into the city, the child shall die. Now that's a mess, ain't it? And all Israel shall mourn for him and bury him. For he only of Jeroboam shall come to the grave. Why? Why is that? Because in him there is found some good thing toward the Lord God of Israel and the house of Jeroboam. Now let's just stop and ask ourselves a question. Why is this boy having to die? What sin did this boy commit that the Lord's taken him out? And the answer is none. The sins were all on the parents. Mm, you see how this could get nasty? In verse 16, And he shall give Israel up because of the sins of Jeroboam who did sin and who made Israel to sin. And Jeroboam's wife arose and departed and came to Tirzah and when she came to the threshold of the door, the child died. Heavenly Father, I pray you help me to preach tonight. Lord, I need your touch. Thank you for the good singing. Thank you for this place, God. What a blessing this place is to me. Thank you for their pastor, their people. And Lord, I just pray right now that God, that you'd just use this message. So let me be a mouthpiece for you. And I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So you know, I, I know that y'all are well versed in this subject, but let's just take, uh, let's just take it that, that some of you might not know that what's going on here. And so, so here is a king. Now this is when the kingdom splits. And, and uh, you got Jeroboam here and you got Rehoboam. And Rehoboam was the son of Solomon. And he was going to get the whole kingdom, whole lock, stock, and barrel. He's going to get it. But he started listening to that younger crowd. 
and he got to listen to that college crowd and that college crowd told him that, you know, your father put some taxes on us, but you got to prove that you're stronger than the father. You tax more. And he listened to that college crowd and then, oh, oh uh, uh, Jeroboam, he was, his, his folks were servants of the king, uh, Solomon. But he goes and he's off there in Egypt. He's over in Egypt and he hears the news that what's going on. So he runs down there and when Israel had heard that he was doing this, that they said, hey, we can't stand this taxation. Just we're going to split off and we'll have Jeroboam to reign over us. So he took the ten northern uh, tribes and Rehoboam got the two, Judah and Benjamin. All right, so here's how the story. Now his son is falling sick. And so now he wants, he wants to meet with God. Ain't that something when we got a problem we want to meet with God? When there's, when there's a situation that comes about, we want to start meeting with God again. I, I, oh my! When our fat gets in the fire, we want God to show up. Amen. So we see there's three things that I want to mention in there back in chapter 12 and verse 28. And it starts in verse, well, let's see, verse 27. And um, I, I want you to see there was three things that caused the problems. And I, I want to preach a message tonight called, What's at Stake? What's at stake? Now listen, I'm telling you, they're having to bury a child because the sins of the father. And you say, well, God ain't like that no more. Well, when did he change? When did he change? He said, I'm the Lord and I change not. Amen. He hasn't changed. Well, this world has changed. Their ideas have changed about God. But you Bible believers know that God's still the same. And he'll still do things to get our attention because he's still a jealous God and he still wants to, he wants our respect. He wants our honor. He wants our glory. And when we start giving it to another, it makes him upset. Amen. So you see in verse number, let's see, verse 27. He said, if this people, now he's talking about the, the ten northern tribes, and it's always work in Yankee land. Amen. If this people go up to do sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of this people turn again unto their Lord, even unto Rehoboam, king of Judah. And they should kill me and go again to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Now the first thing that I want to say is this, that he, what he did, the sins that caused the problems was that he took some bad counsel. Amen. It says there in verse 28, whereupon the king took counsel. Well, where in the world did somebody tell him something so stupid? Amen. That was the dumbest thing he could have ever said. Amen. These are the gods, O Israel. But you got to remember, Skylar, where he's been. He's been in Egypt. And that's always the type of the world in your Bible. Amen. And so when we start getting our advice for the church from the world, we're in a mess. Amen. I'm telling you, there's a lot of churches up and down this country that have got their advice from the world. And it went something like this. I mean, I remember going to church back in the 80s and, and going to church and there'd be five people in there in a Baptist church. There'd be five people and most of them were women. 
So the church said, we got a problem. What can we do? So they went to the world and sought worldly advice. And the church said, well, we're going to bring in entertainment in the church. That'll help. We'll just bring in the entertainment. We'll build a big crowd like that. We'll do this and we'll do that. We'll put on some light shows and some lasers and we'll start acting like the world to get people in. That's exactly what's went on. And it's bad counsel, man. It's bad. Amen. So, well, they they want people to feel comfortable in church. I was preaching a funeral the other day, and uh, it was one of my family members. My uncle passed away, and he tried to skirt around me and get some other preacher to preach it. And uh, that worked out pretty good, except for the family said, no, you're going to have a part in it. We, we want you to preach the gospel. And so I get up there, and the, the guy does a good job of preaching it. Amen. So I had to pivot for what I was doing and just, just go ahead and exhort a little bit and uh, I give an invitation. Amen. But uh, I was a preaching along that thing, and I got to preaching to that family about being sorry and about not coming to church and about not doing right. Well, them things don't belong at funerals. They did at that one. Amen. The Lord was goading me the whole time. Sound, son, you're doing good. Amen. And I was a preaching there, and, and, and one, of the, one of the guys, he come through, and he shook my hand, and he said, Preacher, you're making me nervous. <laughs> this, that's the problem. That's the problem right there. We got churches now that it's comfortable and nobody gets upset and anybody can come in the church. But I'm going to tell you something preaching ought to be uncomfortable every now and then. It ought to get on your toes. It ought to start digging in your heart. It ought to start doing something to you. Amen. Amen. Now we got to teach our children. Now it's what the modern world says. It doesn't matter what... It doesn't matter as long as we bring them in. It matters. I'm trying to teach my children how to stay away from the world, the flesh, and the devil. And the last thing I need is some preacher with long hair and earrings and tattoos are trying to tell my kid that they're okay. What they need is a preacher, amen, that'll point their finger in their face and tell them you're not right. Amen. Amen. So that was, that was a bad counsel. Listen, bad counsel. So whether they bring in the world's music, the world system, the world's philosophy, churches are run like businesses today. Amen. Attendance, buildings, and cash. Amen. Hey, I'm telling you, we was a lot better off when people met with God out in the thicket somewhere and they had tears stained their eyes and they was praying and they come in there and they started singing and God showed up. Amen. All right. So this is going real well. And uh, let's look. I, I told you I got to be bad cop tonight. And he said, whereupon the, the king took counsel and made... Two calves of gold. Ain't that something? Wow. And notice what he said. He said, made two calves of gold. I'll talk about them golden calves in just a second. And said unto them, it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Not only did they, he receive some counsel. But I'm going to tell you something. This, was, this word that starts with a C is convenience. And it's in our churches. Convenience. Amen. 
I'm telling you that it's, it, that he, said, he said, it's too hard for you. It's too hard to serve God and to go to Jerusalem. Can you imagine packing up your bags? At least every old Jew had to attend at least uh, three times a year to, to the one of the feasts there, three of the feasts. And, and, and can you imagine packing up and going to Jerusalem and worshiping? That's too hard, man. What we're going to do is we're going to make some caves of gold and they're going to be our gods and we go ahead and worship them right up here in Yankee land. Amen. Now that's a problem. When the church becomes a convenience, God's way's too hard. Let's just let's let's make it easy. This is what most churches are about. This is all they preach about: attendance and offering. Now listen, I like having people. I do. I mean, I like, and we had, we've had uh, last. Three Sundays we've had we've had uh, packed out crowds and and I'm building a parking lot right now to try to to, to try to uh, do do for parking so people can park and and when my mama comes in because she's cooking lunch and she misses Sunday school she comes in <laughs> and she has to park out in the ditch it's bad for the pastor you understand that you better start doing something. Amen. When mama says, hey, son, I had to park out in the ditch because there wasn't no parking spots, then, then I start getting on some heavy equipment and start moving some stuff around. Amen. But that's what most of pe- what most churches preach about. I love having people. But I'm telling you what, I need to teach my people something. I'm, I'm, I read in the Bible where it says feed the flock of God. We ought to be able to give them something, amen. That, our kids need something. They need something. If they're, if they're going to public school, they need something. If they're going to private school, they need something. If they're homeschooled, they need something. Bless God, they need, they need to know how to fight in this world. Amen, amen. So it's convenience. Let's make it easy. Ah, it's hard to teach them to live right and do right. Amen. It is. It's a hard thing. But this world, this church world, this modern churchy world wants to make it convenient. That's, well, it's, you know, we don't want to make it too hard for them. You, you don't really necessarily got to live right. Just as long as you're saved, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. As long as you're saved, you'll be all right. We'll, let's jam out to the Lamb. Ain't that a mess? But listen, I'm going to tell you something. It amazes me how many people can't even come to church. When nothing's asked of them just to sit and listen to preaching and to be a part of the singing and maybe throw a dollar or two in the offering plate, I mean, how hard is that? I mean, that ain't too hard, is it? But it amazes me how many people the difference in my crowd on Sunday morning and Sunday night. Amen. It's just like, oh, my, you mean you're asking us to come back tonight? And, and Wednesday night? For Bible study on Wednesday night? Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I want you to understand this. This is a problem that we're having in our country right now. It's about convenience. Now listen, the Bible says, 
unto him be glory. Ephesians 3.21 says, unto him be glory in the church. Throughout all ages, world without end, amen. Unto him be glory in the church. We were created to bring God honor and glory. Do you know God wants honor and glory through the church? He gets glory through the church, through a local church. Now, I know there's a universal church. I understand that. But God wants glory through this local church. God wants glory through our local church. God wants glory in Middle Tennessee and their local church. Amen. God wants glory. It's not too hard. The Bible said, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's too hard running them buses. Amen. Just too hard to go to church, serve God. Too hard to run them buses. Too hard to have them bus kids. They're too snotty. They're too lassy. They're too dirty. Amen. They don't, they, 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 they're too cussy. Amen. I mean, you're liable to get anything when you start running buses and wanting to pick up kids. Somebody say amen. Help me out right here. That's too much, too hard. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to shatter our reputation at church. It's too hard. I love it when somebody says something about a bus kid. It ticks me off. I'll get behind the pulpit and preach. Amen. I mean, we all agreed to do it. And now you want to renege when it gets tough? No, no, no. Convenient. I'm glad I don't got to go to Jerusalem, especially right now. Amen. So what did he do? He made some calves to represent God. Wow. And then the last point is this. Not only was it convenient, but look in verse 29. And he sent the one in Bethel, talking about these caves, and the other he put in Dan. And this thing become a sin for the people went to worship before the one even unto Dan. Now Dan, that's, that's the, you hear the phrase from Dan to Beersheba, that's from the north to the south. And so Dan's way up there and they're even traveling. Instead of going to Bethel, they're going all the way up to Dan. Now they're making an effort. Now it was too hard for them to slip on down to Jerusalem. But they can travel all the way up to Dan to worship a golden calf. Ain't that something? Boy, some people can do a lot of things to get out of church. Amen. When it comes, oh my. I'm talking about, look at this. It was counterfeit. Look at this, verse 29. And in verse 31, he says, And he made a house of the high places and made priests out of the lowest of the people, which were not the sons of Levi. Mm. Now don't ever lie. Now who, who does this sound like? Who could pass who could make someone lie like this? That sounds like a devil to me. He's the father of lies. He's the greatest counterfeit there ever was. If God's got a Bible, guess what? Satan's going to have a bunch of them. If God's got a church, guess what? Satan's going to have a bunch of them. If God's got something, there's going to be a counterfeit of it that Satan has and is doing. Amen. Because he wants to rob glory from God. Well, the devil was a master counterfeiter. He's the father of lies. He's, his angels are ministers of light. 
And then look what happens in verse 31. They started making priests out of the lowest of the people. The lowest of the people. Now that's something, ain't it? When I'm talking about low people, we're not talking about like Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 where he called preachers. I mean, we're pretty low. Amen. He's talking about low people that can be bought off and bribed and, and paid to do whatever they're supposed to do or whatever the king says. Low character, low morals. Do you understand? Them low people. And, 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 and you say, well, what? how in the world does that fit us today? We ain't making... Oh, are you sure? Are you sure? Now let's think about that for a minute before you say anything. Let's talk about sports for a little bit. Can I just preach about sports a little bit? I mean, we want to lift up those that are in football and basketball and God help anybody lift somebody up in golf, amen. But we want to lift up all of them and they, hey, most of them is a bunch of fornicating, whoremongers, prideful, arrogant people on the face of the earth. But we took something of low character and lifted it up and said, kids, this is what you should look to. God forbid they look at a preacher. God forbid that they have a hero out of a missionary. God forbid they have a hero out of an evangelist. Amen. But we won't lift them sports teams up. It's, it's got so bad. They got travel ball and they got all kinds of stuff. They got, I mean, the world has got all kinds of ways to get your kids' attention. And it makes people so mad when preachers preach about this. And I know if you're here and your kid's involved in that and you're missing church over that, you're mad at me. Well, let me tell you something. I, I got people mad at me just getting lying. Amen. But I'm going to preach it like it is and like it's true. And I'm telling you, that's what the devil has invented to get God's people out of church. And you say, oh, it's good for our children. We're making, we're making idols out of them lowest of people. Amen. Let's talk about singers for a little bit. Huh? Well, just so we won't offend anybody, let's just, let's, 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 let's talk about, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about country music singers. Now, if it was a hundred years ago, y'all, I'm going to tell you something. If, it was a, if we could recall a hundred years back in time, we couldn't say what we could say about it now. But I mean we can say it now. This is awful. I ain't having a beer with Jesus. That's so stupid. That is so stupid. Do you understand that? But people are by, and, and, and they want to lift up them country music stars like they're somebody. They're low, man. They're low. When they're telling you the, about sex and they're telling you about the things that are going on this wrong that we stand and preach and try to keep our kids from doing. That's a low character. Amen. And the sad part about it is a lot of them come out of church. They learn how to sing in a church choir. Ain't that a mess? They homosexual promoting. They are. They are. I mean, I always, I always thought I liked Reba McIntyre until she come out and said that she was for the gays. That redhead's gone. She looked like a rat anyway. Somebody say amen. Amen. 
And we always know we can preach against Hollywood. How many of them young people started out like Hannah Montana that started out and, and had, had that little, and them kids, they like Hannah Montana? It don't take Hollywood long to run somebody. And I don't know, she might have been run. She was Billy Ray Cyrus' daughter. She was probably run off the beginning, amen. Anybody that looked like that ought to be shot. Somebody say amen. But anyway, anyway, it didn't take long for Hollywood to, to mess her up. And she is one of the most wicked, vile people. Britney Spears, Jessica Simpson... Amen. I'm telling you, they are wicked, man. And we want to hold them up. I, I tell you, I'll never forget in the church, and, and, and I had some people leave over this, but I mean, it just has to be done. That, um, that, uh, that wicked little Jezebel that's got the different ponies, uh, ponytails, uh, the colored Josie or somebody, what's it? Somebody, help me, who? JoJo. JoJo. That she's, a, she's a known lesbian. God help. Y'all scared to say anything about her. I don't blame you. I would be too. But anyway, she was, and she was, uh, she's going around there jumping all around and, and, and telling her story and everything else. Well, anyway, I found out, one of my church members come to me, and I found out that one of my church members had t- taken their daughter to see her. And I wanted to make sure, bless God, before I come unhinged, I wanted her to make sure that she knew, if she knew that that woman was a, a well-known lesbian, that teenager was a well-known lesbian and promoted that stuff before I, I mean, before I come unhinged. Well, it wasn't long after that they left the church. You say, hey, how many of you say, well, you should just let them be. Man, just preach to them on Sunday and just let them be. Not on I'm telling you, my kids are on the line. My grandkids are on the line. Hey, I'm telling you, I'm preaching against it. I'm saying something about it. I'm doing everything I can to promote my children. Amen. 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 I got to do. I got to do what I can. I'm telling you, I, they, my kids are something. My kids are all grown now, and they got kids of their own. I've got six grandchildren. And I'd like to have my six grandchildren not grow up to be a queer. I'd like to see them grow up and serve the Lord and take that mantle up that their mamas and daddies have taken up. I want to see them do that, and I've got to put my foot down, and I've got to stand. But bless God, the sins of this world are bearing down on the church. We need some church members that say, hey, we're standing with our preacher on this. We're standing for what's right. We're going to help raise our youngins. Amen. Amen. I mean, Skyler, it would be a shame for you to go through all that you did with yours. <laughs> Good-looking fellow right there. The world. To... Tim, where are you at, brother? All that y'all sacrificed and all that y'all went through to raise that young, just to let the world have them. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's the right answer, brother. Not only can he sing, but he knows what to say. Amen. 
hallelujah, over my dead body. And see, God said, all right, I'm, I'm, I've had it. God said, you tell her that her son is dead. And by the way, all of the male children are dead. I'll kill them all. God said, I'm going to take them all out. But this one son was, it, it was different than the rest because this one son was a good boy. And he was the only one that got to go to the grave. The rest of them got eat in the city uh, by dogs in the city and got out in the field. The birds picked them up out in the field and there was only one that got to go to the grave and she lost her only good boy because of sin of the parents. Now, I don't know if you heard anything tonight that you need to tighten up on, but listen, I want to rear back and have revival. But it starts with getting right with God. It starts with God's people getting right. I'm going to tell you something. My children, your children are way too precious to let the world have them. And the last thing that I want you to see is that in, in our text that we read earlier, that she come disguised. She come dis disguised. She come pretending to be somebody she was not. Do you know what the Holy Ghost does for you? When you, when you were lost, you didn't, have, you didn't have nothing in you to help you fight a good fight. You might have had some morals. You might have had some standards that were passed upon. But when you got, was passed upon from your family. But I'm going to tell you something. When you got saved, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. To help you to do right. Amen. Ain't you glad? Now, I'm just wanna, I just want to ask you tonight. Look at me now. Look at me. Are you pretending? Are you pretending to be somebody else? You know what pretenders do? They know what to say. They know what to do. They know how to act. And you can't tell them from anybody else. My goodness, Judas hung around the disciples for three years. Amen. And nobody, they was even questioning who's going to, who, who is that? Who's going to betray you? We don't understand. Is it I, Lord? Is it me? Because we couldn't possibly think it was Judas. We couldn't possibly think it was you. But the Holy Spirit knows. And if you're pretending on God tonight, why don't you stop pretending? Come to an old-fashioned altar and say, God, I am tired of running. I'm tired of playing games. I'm getting right with you. How about it? Would you do that? Listen, what's at stake here? You parents, you parents all over the building tonight and this big crowd, all of you parents and grandparents, what's at stake for us living right? Our children and our grandchildren. You think it makes no difference? It makes a difference. I mean the sins of Jeroboam not only killed his good son, but the rest of his son. And let me tell you what else it did. God gave up on Israel. He gave them up. He said, all right, into captivity, you're going to go. 
Amen? Now listen, I want you to take what's necessary out of this message, what the Lord spoke to you about. And I want you to do something about it. Can you do that? And then we'll come in here tomorrow night and we'll shout her out and have a good time. But let's get right tonight. And let's get real tonight. As you stand and we prepare for a verse of invitation, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I'm just asking you, God, I'm pleading with you. God, this is such a great church. And Lord, it's so hard. You know how hard it was for me to preach a message like this in this place. But God, I know there's pretenders in my church and pretenders all over. And God, I pray that you would start pricking the hearts of your people. And Lord, that they would, they would see the error of their ways and make a little firmer stand or whatever they need to do. But Lord, if there's one here that's lost, oh God, I pray they get saved before it's too late. God, would you bless in this invitation time? Lord, we're asking you. We're asking you to walk up and down the aisles and stir in hearts, Lord. Would you please do it in Jesus' name? Amen. Would you come?